So this is the Matt Rushmore Podcast, and I, as always, am Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. Talk hey, louder, we guys. The, we did that at the end, <laughs> don't we? Whoa. All right. We're These all need to be closer. The microphones need to be closer. And we are streaming because we knew it wasn't enough for you to hear the dulcet tones of our voices. It's the sexy faces that the America people and people around the world need to see to really fall in love with us. So we're going to stream these two shows tonight. It's going to be Mount Rushmore of Circus Acts is one of them. And the Mount Rushmore of Sports Ejections. I said ejections is the second one. Uh, Michael and Richard. Uh, Richard, lean to your left. How far? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you want Bernie Sanders all yeah. the way to the left? Yeah. Or more of a... <laughs> Richard is over. Uh, he's uh, drying, his, drying his laundry mm -hmm. uh, in the dryer and washer area, which is over there. Which is my camera? That one? Hey. Speak, speak to camera which one. Which one's you? I think that's... I think that's going to be your, your guy right there. All right. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Richard and Michael, they debate and deliberate the most ubiquitous aspects of many topics, and this week's topic is the Mount Rushmore of circus acts. So, now we have maybe a more expansive idea of what a circus is than we did even 50 years ago when there was the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey and Circus Vargas yeah, or whatever. Sure. Yeah, because we got uh, European circuses and French-Canadian circuses and and Monty Python's flying circuses right. and all those things that, <laughs> that we can refer to. But I don't know what the rules are with this guys. These guys usually come out with something crazy. So we're going to start. It's, it's uh, Richard's uh, topic. It's Richard's go. It's not? Is yeah. it? Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. I don't even remember that I made this suggestion. We're on a great start already. Yes, within Rich a fever dream, he suggested mm -hmm. this. Richard driving past Circus Liquor is just like, how about Circus Axe? The end. <laughs> a good enough way to make a decision for a podcast. That it's is not the worst. It's certainly not the worst idea that we've had. The reason that we've had an idea. That is true. That is true. We are a top four podcast, meaning we rank the top four of different things. Not that we are in any way the fourth of podcasts in any category. Uh, mm. So, uh, Richard, since you thunk it, Michael, you get to be the person that makes the first choice as to oh, what it is. Thank you. Okay. Jeffrey. Yes, sir. So uh, something near and dear to your heart. I thought of, uh, you know, uh, Dick Grayson, Robin the Boy Render, and oh. a trapeze artist. Oh, that's wow. also on my list. Okay, okay. trapeze yeah. artist. All right. Okay. Now, the trapeze, I think, is the one thing that is really maintained throughout um, this kind of being in the circus nowadays. I, you know, there's so much about whatever the circus used to be a hundred years ago, that's yeah. just kind of faded away into nostalgia, mm -hmm. uh, especially with like animals and touring animals and torturing animals, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, how fun it is to torture animals. But like, I think the trapeze, the person that is literally above the crowd that is uh, seemingly putting their life on, on the line in spite of probably, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of hours of training and repetition and falling and falling and hitting the net and all this stuff, but to do it without a net and to fly through the air is still like one of those things that comes back to, uh, it's kind of like mankind's greatest, uh, dream and feeling. You dream about flying and being no, a you mankind flies off the cage, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but to, to fly through the air and to see someone fly through the air and to know, like, as a spectator, that the human body shouldn't be doing what it's doing. I think that's why we love gymnastics so much. I think that's why we love to see uh, everything from, like, high diving um, to, uh, 
low diving. I don't know. Any sorts, yeah. of, any sorts yeah. of a person moving through the air, spinning, doing things that they shouldn't be doing because we are an earthbound creature is wild. And to combine that with the trust of someone doing that to people doing that together and holding, you know, th- whatever this is, whatever the grasping of the arms is, yeah. is something that like you only see in like you, your name has to be Walenda before you get to know what you, that is. Even either called. that, yeah. or like you're in like a Conan movie. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you can't, like you can't, like you can't, like uh, high five someone normally. Yeah. You have to like grab someone that's by right. the wrist. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, or yeah, you're like a trapeze artist. Yeah. And I and I think that when I think of the circus nowadays, um, through all of the iterations, that is the thing that is just like someone up there, defying gravity possibly dying mm-hmm. for your amusement, but probably not because uh, they put in 25,000 hours yeah. doing this thing. And also they have nets. Most of the circuses have nets now. Pro- yeah. I mean, they're not... It, we're, we're, we're beyond the barbaric days where you went to the circus and, and you really had a good chance of seeing someone be maimed or killed. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably also like the net that you don't see. There's like the oh. net... Yeah, that they're like, oh, they take away the big net, and there's like, oh, there's a little net under there. Yeah, you just you're, you're fine. Yeah, I'm sure, but it doesn't take away from the fact that I think one of the things about going to the circus is a sense of wonder, and you get to in seeing people do things that you know you would not you would not be able to do either yeah. because of skill level mm. or fear level mm. or legally you've been um, barred barred. <laughs> Apart from grabbing people that way. Yeah. Apart from putting on clown makeup and running into a crowd. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, um, no, but I think that there's something about that idea of overcoming fear, that you have to be somebody who is fearless to mm-hmm. be able to do the trapeze. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just cool as hell. I mean, it is like Michael, I think, hit on it really well. It's, I think, very similar to why we love gymnastics when, in the Olympics every four years. Yeah. And then we forget about it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the trapeze artists. We love them when we're at the circus, and then we forget about yeah. them. Yeah. It's the, the dream. The Maybe many people have had, uh, like me, a dream of flight, a dream that you have the power of a bird or something like that. So, yeah, that's that's really interesting because I think when most people think about circus, they kind of immediately think of animals or some of those elements of it. But uh uh, the feats of daring do, and uh, there was a gen- there's a gentleman named Ryan Love who's a friend of the podcast and uh, has oh, been on yeah. the podcast who ha- actually has uh, echoed some of our comments. He he mentioned um, the daring a man on the fi- flying trapeze that there's even a song. I think that was a hit song in 1902 or something like that. And then of course uh, he did mention Circus Liquors, a top tier liquor store uh, <laughs> here. In- that's a, that's questionable, but yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. What 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 a tier of what? A tier of what? I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe a tier. Tier. Is maybe. He misspelled it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to our second of the Mount Rushmore of circus acts, and that would be Ricardo Montalban. Right. Boys, ears. Yeah. Yes, my second one. <laughs> uh, uh, my second one is uh, clowns. Oh, okay. And the general act of clownery. Okay. Or the clown arts. The clown arts. Yes. Um, I, which look, I don't, here's the thing about clowns there it's there. It's you're either going to see a good clown or a really shitty clown. Okay. I feel like there's, there's Not no a, mediocre clown. There's no medium. There's no, there's Steve no Luke, lukewarm the clown. Yes. Yeah. 
you either see I've been to circuses. There's a circus out in Las Vegas they do uh, at Paris. I think it's like Circus 1902 or something like that is what it's called. And it's supposed to be a recreation of like a circus from the early 1900s. Oh, wow. And the clowns there were great. Um, but you could go see another circus and the clowns are just over the top yeah. and just buffoonery. And you're like, okay, this is for like four-year-olds. Yeah. And even four-year-olds are like, okay, being a little bit broad here. <laughs> um it's clearly not a baby. That's an old man in a diaper being pushed around in a carriage. Come on. Come on. How many how many people can you fit in that car? We've seen this before. <laughs> but I I mainly it just makes me I speaking of circus liquor and their clown and their clown mm-hmm. outside, I know people who won't go into circus liquor because of the clown. Yeah. Because they are scared of clowns. Yeah. And I just the idea of being scared of clowns. I don't care about clowns. I, I have no no positive or negative interest yeah. in clowns whatsoever. Is this a brag? Yes, it okay, is. A okay, bit. okay, okay. I, I have defeated my fear of There's clowns. No and Aven- you can too. <laughs> There's no Avengers where they're looking for a guy who just isn't afraid of clowns. No. No. Okay. I I had the good fortune of guesting on a podcast called What the Fear, WGF What the Fear. And it's hosted by Bullseye the Clown, um, uh, a gentleman who I just met recently, and uh, Crispy the Clown, uh, Jeremy Cohen. But they talk about cholerophobia, which yeah. is fear of clowns. And I went on to talk about my cholerophobia. Mm. And uh, I th- of course, uh, <laughs> Bat- uh, fake Batman would have a fear of clowns. <laughs> yeah, he would. I can't believe it. <laughs> the Joker didn't realize stupid. that <laughs> that a man in clown makeup covering him with uh, covering over his mustache would be the ultimate fear for the man that's you dressed as uh, Jacques Batman yeah. from fifty yeah. years ago. Uh, but I find it fascinating that um, for for me, what is fearful? Um, what I'm fearful of is the performer behind. The thing. Okay, it's like. Who's this guy who needs to dress like a clown? <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of, is, is that fella. Same same reason when we did our fair episode a few weeks ago. Yeah. More scared of the carnies than the actual carny, carnival ride. Yes, yes. So what would you deem is the uh, habit, that the trait of a good clown? Or when you, you know it when you see it? I think that a good clown is able to tap into some kind of humor that's universal. Yeah, and it's not. I think you know, it's not necessarily going for the, for the lowest common denominator. Okay, I think it's easy to get a, a cheap laugh out of a bunch of four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more difficult to do something where even the parents are like, "Okay, that's kind of funny too." Yeah, I think that there there's a there's a balance there, and really good kind of clowns, professional, whatever. I don't know what is there a title that clowns like to be called that are, isn't clowns. I think they like clown. I've learned that there's different types of clown. Like there's uh-huh. the uh, Auguste clown. There's like different. There's the kind of weary willy kind of clown. Right. Um, or like a, a tramp. The Emmett, tramp. Yeah, Emmett Kelly yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think there's something it's like, you know, custodial in, engin, engineer, you know, artist or something like that. Right. If, if that's what you mean. <laughs> that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there is that element of, I mean, there was that movie. There was that movie, or not TV, the TV series with uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah. Baskets. Baskets, yeah. yeah. Which I did not watch. Yeah. So I am completely useless in talking about it. But I do assume it gets into who is the type of person who would want to be a clown. Yeah. I think also the European tradition of clowning versus... <coughs> oh, bless me. you. Uh, 
versus a rodeo clown, which is what he becomes, mm, and, right. and the different applications and, and the milieu for for these persons who put on put on the makeup and and do do that job. I always thought like a rodeo clown makes every other kind of look, look like an asshole, <laughs> like because because they're actually dodging bulls, <laughs> yeah, they're actually and saving bull riders' lives yeah. who are being trampled by two thousand pound beasts. Yeah, yeah. yes, and they even make. Kind of like the rodeo riders look kind of like, I guess they have, they have a different different job altogether. Um, that guy's job was to stay on a horse, but um, it makes the the feat that the rodeo rider do, does a little bit less macho because I'm There's not here cl- with these bulls, dude. Yeah, they don't, they're one that doesn't go by, they don't go by clowns anymore. I think they're like rodeo entertainers. Oh, is that right? Or something okay. like that because they, they, they wanted to be recognized for basically saving riders' lives okay. over and over. Yeah, uh, okay. Which, you know, if you're able to stare down a 2,000-pound bull and help get this poor schmuck who's, like, tied up in the the riggings of the, the bull and you're able to yeah. get him released so he doesn't get trampled to death, call yourself whatever you yeah. want, man. You know, you know, it's a way to, to not um, be referred to as a clown while you're doing that. Don't, don't wear makeup. Yeah, don't dress up like a clown. <laughs> yeah, like number one, like you could you could wear like a superhero outfit. You could there could be like a superhero. Like I'm sure these guys are, yeah, um, or and women probably are like fit because they have to literally dodge bulls. Yeah, they could have a colorful superhero outfit with streamers and mm-hmm. uh, nonsense. But you know, it's when it's when you have like the sad tear coming off your thing and the right. you know, the hobo mouth and um, you know the crazy clown hair that that's when yeah that's like at some point. You're still dressed like a clown, so yeah. like, yeah. I mean, is it true that they are all avoiding the law in some way, shape, yes. or form? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Have you seen? Yeah. Have you seen the Greatest Show on Earth? It's <laughs> actually a documentary. It is. Okay. All right. So yeah. I understand. So uh, Ryan Love uh, himself actually uh, uh, got mentioned Baskets, which was an underrated slash underappreciated appreciated show, and I agree. Um, and he's asking Richard to ease off the four-year-olds. So um, yeah, he's got it. Yeah. Listen, I have a four-year-old too, and yeah. he loves. Does he like clowns? What's his what's his feeling? What's his feeling on his clowns? His current <laughs> clown um, Mount Rushmore is um, if Bugs Bunny is dressed up like a clown, um, followed by if um, Elmer Fudd is dressed up like a clown, uh. followed by <laughs> um, whatever it is that Charlie Chaplin is doing. My my son, um, esoteric as he is, he's oh, a wow. big, big fan of okay. Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes Charlie Chaplin, who is just you know like faking punching people in the. You know, as he'd say, in the tummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like, that is yeah. his end all. And then um, uh, John Wayne Gacy is my four year old's number four. <laughs> okay, so good. So it's weird, but like, you know, yeah. I understand. I understand because okay. he's an important clown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we did clowns. So, uh, Michael, what is your second? My second is uh, the guy that puts himself into a cannon and shoots himself out across the. Yeah. arena across the tent into a yeah. net uh you can only see that at a circus yeah that is like one of these like a clown might be something you've never you... been to a party in central california <laughs> I have and a kegger out in the kegger out in the field in the fields in the farms whoever, whoever cannonball guy is that is like i'm gonna put myself into like this air velocity cannon that just shoots themselves out that there's mm. a little sense of like you know you go to a a circus and you're trying to remove yourself from the disbelief and like obviously it's not a real cannon because they're not literally exploding you out of a cannon with right. like gunpowder and it's like 
I'm sure like you're being air vaulted out in the same mm-hmm. way that they shoot a t-shirt out into the audience. No, it's more like a pinball machine yeah. where you pull the plunger back and it goes burn. <laughs> Speaking of my son, we've been playing a lot with uh, actually this morning with a um, with a Hot Wheels like ramp thing that uh-huh. you pull the pin back and you set it in a, a rubber band and you press the thing and it shoots yeah. around the, and the thing. And um, I assume it's a lot like that. But whatever that is, this person that straps a a helmet to their head just for like the the show of it. Yeah. You really don't need that. Yeah. Like if you're being shot out of a cannon, uh you know, I guess it's good practice to put a helmet on whenever, but like <laughs> uh, you know, it's all part of the show. But like I just that guy that's in there that just does the thing and they uh-huh. go over a bus or a Yeah. I don't know, a half a dozen uh, you know, Volkswagen bugs, whatever whatever's like the shittiest car you can get from the local dealership. Mm-hmm. It's very bold compared to some of the yeah. acts that you see. Uh, even the high wire guy, you kind of think that guy can get across and back without even falling, and he's kind of faking it. Cannon guy could blow up inside the cannon at any point. I have seen enough Looney Tunes <laughs> and uh, a Wiley Coyote cartoons to yeah. know that, you know, yeah, at least uh, you know two out of every five cannons are yeah exploding from one sure. one side. Yeah, either it blows or both. Or both, yeah. it blows up and the guy like drips out like a, or you're gonna, a slime or whatever. If you're the great gonzo, even if you make it out of the cannon, you're going to get tangled up in a hot air balloon full of chickens or something like yeah. that. You or you're going to overshoot the, uh, yeah. the target yeah. by like 50 feet. I uh, want to thank Andrew <laughs> Magpali for watching. Thank you so much, for, uh, for Andrew, for watching. And if you contribute at the $30 a month level, yes. you will get the it's three potty. <laughs> you get the tote bag. The tote bag. You get even a shot out of a cannon. <laughs> But Andrew, do, do me a solid and post in the chat what your favorite aspect of the circus is, whether you've been to a real one or if you've seen it on TV. Uh, I want to apologize to our studio uh, uh, podcast host because my dog definitely farted in the studio and I can <laughs> I can smell it. Thank you for taking the fall <laughs> for me. It on me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're just tuning in, uh, we uh, have we've, if you, this isn't the Olympics. You, this, if you see these three pristine, very attractive men here, we are not about to go out and do some amazing feats of daring do and athleticism. We are the Mount Rushmore podcast. We are awarding ourselves medals at the end. I'll, I'll just claim bronze. <laughs> right. I don't mind. I'll, I'll fall on it. I'm bronze. Yeah. I don't got... Jeff and I have agreed to split the gold we'll medal split the halfway. Gold. Like, yeah, like those high jumpers. Yeah, those high jumpers. Were. Like, how cool is that? Um, mm. Also, like, how millennial is that? Like, can we just both have it? Yeah. <laughs> then we can go get mimosas afterwards. Uh, but this is the Mount Rushmore podcast, and we are at a halftime. We're going to implore you to go to really just go out on the internet and search Mount, Ro- Mount Rushmore podcast, then find the second most uh, popular result, and that's probably us. Um, actually, if there's an icon that you like, the one you see right here in the bottom right-hand side of the screen or left-hand side of the screen, uh, look for that, and then... Sign up, subscribe, uh, download, rate, and review past episodes. And then the big favor that we have for you, it could happen right now, it could happen later on, is be like uh, listener Ryan uh, Love has, be like uh, listener Vincent Pagano has, who's, who are watching right now, and offer a suggestion as to a topic that you would love to hear discussed on the Matt Rushmore podcast. You could even zoom in and be a guest and uh, enjoy all the perks that goes with that. Hey, Ryan has been a guest. So uh, he been talked to guests. Yeah. 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 Uh, they both they were both guests. Involved. We're awesome. They're yeah. both guests. Appreciate it. And we loved it. Uh, Jacob Dubois is watching. That, that, that's a busy guy. 
Plus, he's, he's, got, he's got like twins, so that's like two more people that are watching. Yeah, that's so. that's true. That counts. That counts as, that counts as yes. three. Yes. Uh, Jacob, thanks for watching. Octomom, thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, so we're, we are doing the Mount Rushmore of Circus Acts, and now it's going to be Richard is going to let us know his uh, third choice. All right. My third choice is the Wall of Death. Ooh. Oh, wow. Or the Globe of Terror, or whatever you want to call it. Basically, anything that involves motorcyclists going really okay. fast in a yeah. circular. Cyclodrome. You know, some sort of, yeah, circular enclosure. Again, I wonder who... This one, I don't have to wonder who these people are. (laughs) Sometimes you wonder, like, okay, how do you get started on this, and how do you train for it? These are, like, just guys who'd washed out of the, you know, the uh, motocross circuit. Yeah. And still don't have anything else to do other than ride motorcycles Mm. and weren't quite good enough to race. Yeah. So they just get in this ball and just go around in a big circle while someone else goes around in a big circle and somehow they manage to miss each other. Now, you're from Fresno area? Yes. So these guys are all over there, right? Oh, oh yeah. That, okay. You will occasionally see people who have converted their part of their farmyard into mm-hmm. a motocross track wow. with jumps in the whole nine yards. Wow. 100% you'll see that. Okay. It's like the Kenya of those of motocross. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Kenyans, place where those athletes Kenyans come for from. marathon, basically, it's the same thing. <laughs> and we can only assume that there is a methamphetamine addiction or something involved in this, can we? No. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. If I, if I understand my primus, yeah. then yes. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah, according to the book of primus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Les Claypool. The Les Claypool edition. No, I... Look, I, I I think we have sanitized a lot of these circus acts over the as over time we made them safe. People oh. aren't dying. There, there's no way you can sanitize a guy going like 40 miles per hour in a motorcycle upside yeah. down. Yeah. While someone else is going side to side doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. If they collide, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. I think the thing about any sort of motor, motorcycle sports or motorcycle events or anything is like. It just proves that uh, motorcycles are, like, not safe full stop. Like, yes. before you even, like, you know, uh, get inside a, uh, you know, uh, a globe of death, before you start to ride your motorcycle up off a ramp and jump through, like, a ring of fire, mm-hmm. before you, uh, you know, sell your soul to the devil and become the ghost rider. Yeah. All of these things involving ghosts, uh, involving ghosts, involving <laughs> Uh, motorcycles were dangerous even before like the supernatural and like Mephisto was involved. They're all like the motorcycle. Like I can't imagine my child riding one someday. Uh, even like as like a guy in a sidecar. Like motorcycles just are less like ah. Oh, that is just are you certain... Stuart Stuart Little with his little side mouse sidecar thing. There is just <laughs> there is just something about the motorcycle that isn't inherently dangerous that everyone knows it's dangerous. So you just you know throw it in inside like a big. Um, globe. Although, you know, when they used to do like circuses back in the day before they knew the world was flat, it was just flat. <laughs> Whatever world was oh, was just flat. It was like, he just rode. He was just a guy riding and just like, there he goes. I paid a ticket. I saw, uh, him. I saw him for like two gone. seconds. <laughs> okay. See you later. Yeah, I just, I'm just concerned for these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you though, you are a sports fan, a motorsports fan too. Yeah. So is there any connection there? I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. I mean, it's loud. It goes fast. Yeah. It goes vroom, vroom, vroom. So I'm excited. Yeah. Because I'm like a five-year-old kid okay. at, at heart. Would you like to see it if it was like an electric motorcycle? I'd be less excited. It just, it's just like. Vroom. 
Or if it was a Vespa, I would be less Ooh. excited about uh, that. An Italian circus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or I, I, and also, I just love the the name, the Wall of Death. Yeah, that's a good name. Yeah, that that's that's good brand. It's a if it's a Vespa and it wrecks, you know, that's just one kid who's going to miss his ska band practice. Right. That's not a big deal. Yeah. Didn't Evil Knievel start off doing like the Wall of Death type stuff? Oh, I don't know. About I think that. he did. did I he? think he was. Wow. Like, I think I think so. Okay. Someone can check me on this. But to to Michael's point about uh, motorcycles, yes, they are. I don't know anyone who has owned a motorcycle who hasn't wiped out on a motorcycle at yeah. some point and has, hasn't broken their leg or broken yeah. an arm. And then you talk to them about it and it's like, yeah, I don't really ride anymore after the accident. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. well, I, I, you know, that may, you're yeah. not really selling me on, on getting a motorcycle there, guy. Well, I think so far what I think is kind of interesting is the uh, different perspectives on what a circus has to offer and what the acts they're in, uh, what makes them compelling. And so f- some, I think... The theme is danger right now, other than clowns. Especially, well, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> so that that's very compelling. You know, um, uh, I the modern circuses have kind of leaned away from animals and and for good reason yeah. because of the cruelty that in, is involved with uh, traveling with them, making them perform, exploiting them, but exploiting people. You guys are all for it. Go Sounds for it. Like. Yep, nail it. Signed up for it. Nailed okay. It. Well, uh, if you're my watching, body, my body, my choice when it comes yeah. to uh, uh, people getting inside uh, death globes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but well, you, as long as they're not wearing a mask, be because yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> because of my freedoms. <laughs> Linda Richardson, I see that you're watching. Hey, that's I, my sister. Is it really? Yeah. Hi, Linda. Hi, Linda. Well, uh, uh, this. Thanks so much for uh, watching the show, and thanks so much for uh, commenting. Because I we really need you to comment to. Put something in chat. Maybe it's there and I'm just missing it because I'm watching it on my phone. But I would love to find out what you think is one of the compelling aspects of circus acts. So, And at this point, we're going to go over to Michael okay. for his third. So uh, on the back half of uh, my picks um, is something more new and something more um, old school. So I'll start with the new side of things. And it is whatever the hell those French Canadians are doing with the Cirque du Soleil. Okay. <laughs> and... I can't remember the last time I've been to a real circus. I think the last I went to like a Barnum and Bailey sort of, or um, what's the other one? Um, Circus uh, Vargas. Circus Vargas, Vargas or something. Something Brothers. Ararat Shrine. Uh, uh, maybe when I was ten. Yeah. But I've been to multiple Cirque du Soleil type circuses, and I remember seeing. I remember going to the first one like my mom and my stepdad when I was probably twelve or thirteen. And they're like, we're going to the circus. And we're like, okay, cool. I understand what that is. And then you walk in and you're like, uh, what? why are these people dressed in this makeup with these long noses and these hats that, and, the, yeah. and all these different things? And then, you know, maybe, you know, 22 minutes into it, you're like, oh my God, I'm so mesmerized by the acrobatics, but also like just the foreignness of it. And I think that there is an element of the circus or at least Cirque du Soleil that there is this foreign cultural thing that they're imposing upon you that you're just like brought into. They're telling a story in a way that a circus doesn't really tell a story. A circus is these acts of things that people do. Mm -hmm. And you go into Cirque du Soleil and it's like, uh, you know, Revelique. I don't know if that's a French word. Probably is. Maybe it's a Cirque du Soleil (laughs) word or it's like, Oceano, and you're like, okay, well, it's got some fucking dolphins or people dressed up as dolphins in it. But there's an element of how the circus has changed into that. Right. It is, it is more 
it at least it feels like it is more human performance uh like a almost like a you know like a a, a story that's being told rather than mm. a thing and mm-hmm. maybe there's no specific Cirque du Soleil act maybe because it's all part of some unique clowning guys and girls and makeup and people with rings and doing the thing it all feels like a part of something that's so that is a circus it's under a tent but it's so separate from the kind of traditional I don't know American or whatever version of you know some sort of huckster traveling Cirque de Americana yeah whatever it is that is someone that's traveling from town to town with uh, you know like an elephant in a cage or case you know the Casey Jones train there's something is so unique about that that um, is also so mesmerizing. You know, it's almost disappointing that they're in like Las Vegas, right? When they've really? set, I think so. It feels like they've settled down into something that feels like okay. Well, you can do this. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's, but I don't think, they also tour? They have like a touring group, and then they have like a yeah, residency. That's more like knowledge Vegas. than I've. Orlando, yeah. they have a, a residency, and a few, I think they have a few mm. other residencies. And I, I'm hearing what you're saying. There's something exotic and otherworldly about it. I think there's also a heavier narrative in Cirque than you have in or can be perceived in a Ringling Brothers show. I think so much of what makes an American circus is the things that we've talked about. It's like the death-defying. It is not that there there aren't people that are climbing up, you know, 20 stories or 10 stories and falling or potentially falling to their death, but you know, there's like it's it is like a, you know, a guy with a handlebar mustache Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, eating fire, and you're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right, I, if I got drunk enough, I could, I could try that. I think of like <laughs> I American drunk. circus. Of like, if I got drunk enough, I could, I could do whatever that is. I could see Michael at the at Lollapalooza at the Jim Rose Circus sideshow. <laughs> Certainly, I could lift that block with <laughs> my <laughs> testicles. <laughs> yes, the American circus of someone uh, having a cannonball shot into their stomach is like, you know, it's the Homer Simpson, Homer Simpson of, of right. it all. We're just like, I could, I could, you know, I. Could I survive that? I don't, sure. I could not like, you know, you know, climb a a rope suspended from three other people with my toes upside down. It's like that's something that like uh, uh, Italians can only do. So know. what is your, your choice here? Danger Diabolique. That's the only, oh, yeah. only person that can only <laughs> yeah. really do yeah. that. This your choice here is the European circus. I think so. I okay, think that okay, there is. Yeah. Is I that think, an act or is that more of a mode? You can mm. def, you can argue it or discontent, dis, discontinue it, but like I think that there is an element of it that it's hard to separate one part from the other because it's yeah. a singular story. So I understand if you're like, oh. you were talking about Simpsons and Homer and the cannibal becoming the cannibal guy at, yeah. at a lot of blues or whatever. But the Simpsons also. Uh, skewered Cirque du Soleil. Do you remember there was someone who had me open my jar of rainbows? That that character? No, that did. must have been after I stopped watching. Okay, yeah. There's an incredible, um, this, this thing that uh, Emily and I quote all the time, there's an incredible episode of, uh, I, maybe on the first or second season, season of uh, Reno 911 from you know the early 2000s where uh, they're trying to get like a description, like someone's robbed a store and they only have like the only eyewitness is someone that's dressed up as like a Cirque du Soleil character and they yeah. have like this long nose and they're like, they're like, who is it? It's like, blah, 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 da, 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 and they're very like, you know, <laughs> talking in like some uh, phony French Canadian uh-huh. accent. And they're trying to say like, they're trying to get him to say like, hallelujah. And he's like, 
Oh my God! Now we're now. Now Richard's watching us. Live. I'm watching us. I'm watching us while we're recording. <laughs> we've we've reached inception. And we're like, he's like, and it's just like, oh, this is, this is everything that's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> this thing I'm watching. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. It does have like a dreamlike narrative, heavy yeah. on the music, with, with always electronic violin uh, going on and that stuff. So, <laughs> um, okay. So the last choice. No, I'm not no, wrong. So it's Richard, my last choice. Richard, what is your fourth choice? My fourth. And say it to. Uh, Linda Richardson and uh, Leslie Petrie. Petrie, that's my that's my niece. Okay, all right. Richard is 100% Linda of Leslie. The uh, my last choice is um, balancing acts, but oh. I'm not talking about the uh, tra- the like the wire. Yeah, I don't care about that because yeah. you really just do one thing. Yes. you just walk across it. Yes, and everyone goes, "Ooh, that's impressive." Yes. Okay, once you've done it. There's relatively little difference inside a tent where there's not like wind and stuff like that mm-hmm. between doing it 10 feet in the air and doing it 100 feet in the air. Yeah. Other than the fact that you're just a lot higher up. Uh, you hear that all the higher wire artists who are, who are listening <laughs> right calling, now? Calling I'm yourself. calling you out. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated and I love to see, you know, the people who stack five chairs on top of each other sideways and then yes. balance on like the one little yes. leg of it. I. As someone whose balance and coordination is nil at this point, mm-hmm. anyone who can do that, it just has my complete and utter respect. Yes. Do you, I would say, when you say anyone, I would guess 99.9% are non North Americans and not, not from the US because there is no economic incentive for anybody from the United States to put that much training and skill into developing that. Unless you are a former, I, 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 be, I believe a lot of these people are former like Olympic gymnasts. Oh, you think? Okay. I think so. Yeah. Um, because I think there's a certain body type you need to have to be able to be good at this. And obviously, if you're a gymnast, you have incredible balance. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I was going to say you can't teach, but obviously... You can teach mm-hmm. over decades and decades of having Bella Corolla yell at you. <laughs> the wife and I went to a Spiegel Tent show in C- in San Francisco. A what? Spiegel Tent. Okay, the, uh, you're going to explain what that yeah, is. I hope. Uh, play. You know, it's the. I think it's the. Well, Spiegel is German, so it's like a, the European small tent circus show. So it's okay. not like the big tent means tent. Yeah, tent is one. German for tent. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Teatro Zinzani, and. It is a pre-show, which is these characters roaming among the tables and delivering dialogue. Stealing your wallets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just uh, just po- pickpocketing you. It totally is distracting while they rifle through. Like they're snapping their fingers. <laughs> what? And then, what? what? Oh, where's my watch? Um, and they are the worst actors I've ever met in my life. And my wife and I were just looking at each other and cringing. Like, what did we sign up for? These people are the worst. And they're delivering dialogue about how the, the tent, the, the circus will have to go... Away, if the evil landlord, you know, we can't pay him the rent because he's going to shut the circus down. And it was just the most hackneyed acting. And then act two begins and you realize all of these people are spectacular acrobats. Sure. (laughs) They're not (laughs) actors. They're stacking hundreds of chairs on top of it. They're juggling 73 hats. Right. They're breathing fire. They're, you know, housing swords in their gullets and things like that. They have nothing... Acting is the last, last thing that they were even told was going to be part of this job. Richard, I think we've seen enough wrestling yeah. to, to yeah. know that some, you know, there, are, there can be people that are good performers in the ring, and then they grab the microphone, and then they just sound like, you know, like, like a yes. guy trying to read, uh, you know, a, a children's book backwards. And you're just like, what? just 
Just have the guy with a, a steel chair or whatever <laughs> you're supposed to do. Get him in a headlock. You look good that way. Right. But I, I think with the balancing act, there's that that element of, okay, are they actually going to pull this off? Yeah. Because it, there are a lot of these moves where are like, oh, they can't do that. Mm-hmm. There's no way they can stand on that. Oh, my God, they're actually standing on that. Yeah. So I think that's that sense of wonder that, that I talked about earlier that yeah. you're looking for from the circus. And I think that's also relatable because – uh, I guess I could kind of relate to the high wire act if he, well, I could definitely relate to him falling or, but the, and the, the wall of death. But if a guy, if 25 chairs fell on my head, I feel that. I feel that. Bro. Yeah. I yeah. feel that pain. I, yeah. <laughs> the closest I get to the balancing act is, can I carry these like 11 grocery bags at the same <laughs> time from the car? Do I, ha- can, can I manage the strength and uh, trying to balance each side? Or do I have to make that unfortunate last trip to get the smallest bag and like the can yeah. of LaCroix? And like, I, I want to be the person that is able to do it all. And I imagine this is the it makes you feel like a man, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. The first, bit? the first starting, the first, uh, you know, starting step to becoming like someone that can believe in themselves and to do the high, you know, to do the all the balancing acts is like, can I balance all of this in my arms? Well, that's how they. Around? That's how they. Like, oh, I can do it. I that's how it. they scout the circus. They actually <laughs> just go to, <laughs> go to <Trader> Ralph's, <laughs> Ralph's parking lots and see guys. Got it. Like, oh, <laughs> the bananas are like on his pinky. <laughs> Get him in here. Uh, he dropped an avocado. He's not in our circus. <laughs> uh, so wait, so who's... who's My uh, last one. It's your last one. Okay, all right. It's your last one. This is the last. So those of you who are just now tuning in because you despise just listening to a show, you wanted to see the Mount Rushmore podcast and the men who created it in person before you get on board the awesomeness train. Uh, we have ranked all but one. They each get to choose four, and this is uh, Michael's final choice. And go for it. God, what a setup for a letdown. This is like, um, <laughs> I thought of this in terms of like a Wesley Willis song. Is like uh, just a guy like whipping a lion's ass. Like I thought of like a man sticking his head inside a lion's mouth. <laughs> and I thought to myself. Did the vampire bird do that? Or something? I don't know. Like it's just like at some point. This was the thing that was like the most incredible thing that a human could do. Like so death defying, just like this tame ass broken down yeah. lion that used to travel around and someone would just be like, Arr! and he put the head in and, he, and it was like, ta-da. And like people I'm sure went wild. And like, you know, most people at that, uh, you know, back, let's say a hundred years ago, maybe they saw that and all they'd seen is like a donkey kicking someone in oh, the yeah, face. It's yeah. like the most brutal thing. And just the potential for a lion jumping down, that must have been incredible. Now, certainly, yeah, we don't have this sort of animal cruelty yes. in circuses anymore. I, I talked about it earlier. I hadn't been to a circus maybe in probably 30 years, and I don't think that they travel with animals anymore. Ringling Brothers still does. Do they? they do. I think they still do. They did as of like five years ago. Okay, I, I thought they were even shutting down or something. I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe. But maybe like you'd see like horse axe or maybe you'd see like a dog jumping through a hoop. But I, I can't I, – I literally don't know. Like I said, zero research, just basing it on like yeah. the idea and the memory and the whateverness of it. But like just the lion that's standing there and some guy that's holding a whip and just whipping at a lion and then like going <laughs> after him and then being like, guess what? Like these fucking lions must be like – God, what a fucking horrible day! <laughs> Every day I get whipped at, and then the guy puts his head in my mouth, his head and in I my don't, mouth. and I don't 
I don't bite down. The self-esteem of these poor <laughs> lions. They're just sitting there just like, oh, what oh, if I do it? What if I, did, what if I did it? What if I did yeah. it? What if I just bit down? Well, what, what's chomp. The, the worst thing that happens is I die and I'm a lion. And I have like, my concept of death is like, ah, I die. Yeah. It's part of things. Yeah. Okay. Circle of life. And yeah. then what else happens? I hate this fucking guy that's been whipping guy. me. <laughs> and how the other lions are going to think about that? They're going to be like, that guy was the best lion. Yeah. <laughs> that guy in his head. That was the best lion I've ever known. It was Todd. It was so Todd good. Uh, I stand. All right. Oh, well. Now I'm getting whipped. What a way to go. I uh, seem to remember this would be the sort of thing that you would be, be, threat- be teased on Circus of the Stars. Mm. Oh yeah, like John Davidson's going to like be become a lion tamer, mm-hmm. and I'd always think to myself, the lions care that it's John Davidson. Yeah, are they starstruck? They don't know. They don't know. Yeah. They don't care. They just know somebody's whipping them. Yeah. There's no special. Yeah, no special it's star whip Kath- or anything. Kathy Lee Crosby. They don't care whether it's her or not. I will say that the circus does have a really like well developed um, sense of style. And sense of like a visual kind of continuance that, like, you know, like the circus strongman, my child, at like one and a half dressed up, he was a circus strongman. You could dress him up as a lion tamer, any of these sorts of like things that have just like continued through like American nostalgia. Like mm-hmm. these things have endured, like that image of the guy with the twirly mustache and the hat and the all of the, it's amazing that these things have like maintained for so long the, sure. cl- this, the clown that you talked about like you know even like the the hobo clown all these things that were just like embedded mm-hmm. in American society as like the circus this yeah. thing that just persists I do it's wonder wild. if that is in spite uh, of it like in spite of at least for a year and a half of like who the fuck goes to a circus certainly yeah. nobody yeah. right and then now it's like our circus is going to make a big comeback mm-hmm. in 2022 yeah maybe yeah we're on the vanguard talking about this of mm-hmm. of, of we are the circus he- comeback. We are the yeah. heroes. You're right. Yeah. Let's bring it back because I hate it when we kill the wrong people. We've done that. We've done that too many times by talking about <laughs> yeah. them. Did we talk about Marky Post recently? Uh, oh, no. Rest good. Cliff Rest Robinson either. Mm. Okay. God bless both of them. All right. So uh, this has been a great discussion. This is the Mount Rushmore of Circus Acts, and at this point, uh, this is my opportunity to give a ranking. And there's a dark horse uh, entrance Uh-oh. that came in via chat that is going to be the first winning vote. Wow. And oh. that is Unicycles is a- While Juggling from <laughs> Leslie Petrie. Yes. Unicycles While Juggling, question mark. She didn't type it with that much confidence, but girl, you did great because you are the number one choice. So How Leslie many Petrie, points do you want to give that one, Jeff? 30, 33 points. Wow. That's, that's a lot, but I, yeah. it's, it's my niece, so I can't really. Yeah, you don't want to take argue away with it. Yeah, from, from your niece. Do uh, I get do I get half the points or like quarter of the points being family? Who is this guy? I don't, oh my god, this is like Trump taking stuff away from his family or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Judge. I okay. Can't. Okay. Uh, well, you get some other points because oh, okay, good. The audience is all your family, other than Ryan Love, who's been va- valiantly commenting. So. Um, Let's go with Wall of Death and Balancing Act. And then I think Todd the Lion also has, yeah. to, has to get in there yeah, somewhere. Because that really actually, more than the, the roar of the grease paint and the smell of the crowd, captured the pathos of the circus for very acutely. 
Um, we are going to be back. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to be back streaming again in just a little bit uh, with the Mount Rushmore of sports ejections. And what we're going to do before uh, that starts is we'll post in the the um, we'll post in the Mount Rushmore podcast uh, group page on Facebook some links to some videos if mm. uh, we find them to some great sports ejections. And we're going to be back in just a little bit with that. And this has been the Mount Rushmore uh, of Circus X. I, as always, am Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. And I'm Todd the Lion. <laughs> <laughs>